Yo, we are back with another episode of In Space. I'm your host, Chris Connor. Um, I have two wonderful gentlemen here uh, that's going to help lead this ship here. Uh, y'all know Lido. Lido, what's up? Peace, man. Peace. It's all good. Happy to be here with y'all. But we got a we got a special guest, at least in my mind, um, that um, we have me and me and Mark have had a few conversations over, I would say, the past year um, between foods that are completely overrated <laughs> uh, the um, and the importance and the love of role players that don't get enough shine. If you don't know who I'm talking about, we have Mark Schindler here who. Um, from WNBA, draft scouting, um, NBA from working with Dime. Um, I know that there's some there's some athletic work there. Got a couple podcasts. Mark's all, all over the place, but we got to show him some love. Mark, what's good with you, man? I'm good. I appreciate you having me on, Chris. It's good to finally talk face to face. You know, it feels like we've talked a million times before <laughs> now, but yeah. Um, especially, too, with how the Pelicans are looking right now. I am. I'm stoked to be on here, man. I like honestly headed into this year. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I think I save all my shit takes for food and I, everything that I have positive <laughs> is about basketball. Um, so I just like, I mean, I've been excited about a million things going on in basketball this year, but the Pelicans being this team this year is like, this is the shit, man. I'm very excited about it. But so, before, before we get into the show though, can I, can I just know about some overrated foods? I, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. late to the party. I just want to, yeah, uh, well, I think the first time I ever got packed up um, <laughs> was when I – this is probably three years ago. I just, like, tweeted about uh, – it was, like, in a very flagrant way. I said pickles were terrible. But, like, uh, that's not more right. along the lines of, like – What's the problem you, here? No, that's that's right, Mark. That's yeah, right. but, like, I'm trying – I'll have to look it up because this is, this is from a long time ago. But I think okay. I literally said, like, if you eat pickles, like, you should, you know, like, have to – do what Dante did and go through the seven floors of hell and like um like you know that's you know, that I, I do it in a way that that certainly can drum up engagement but no. I, just get, I get excited you know like I think about like I see a pickle on tv and I'm like it's the worst thing I've ever ever seen in my life because I, I picture smelling the brine and uh yeah like so pickles bad I think pasta is very overrated um People just like sauce. That's what it's about. They like sauce. It's not about the. It's not about the actual noodle. Um, I, right. I'll get packed up for that. But I've said it so many times. You know, it is what it is by now. I am shocked because I and I never thought, <laughs> I never thought there would be a day to where I would go into someone's Twitter profile and search the word pickles. And I probably will never do it again. <laughs> there are a lot of tweets here about pickles. You really hate a lot, a lot of them. May fifteenth, two thousand twenty. You typed or you tweeted, pickles suck. Literally one of the most overrated, least worth eating, deplorable foods in existence. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I, wow. Don't see the problem. That is a great tweet. Ah! I'm going to find it. I'm a favorite. Lito, yeah. Lito, I, Lito, I got you right here. Right yeah. here. My f- Again, from Mark. My full list of top five least favorite oh, foods. God. Yeah. Yeah, pickles. Okay. Twizzlers. Hmm. Barbecue foods, anything with grill marks, I he, I, I want him arrested for that one. <laughs> I, he, he definitely has oh, to, he definitely has to be thrown in jail. At least, at yeah, least, yeah. A, at least a preliminary hearing. I've been uh, banned from Nolan now. Yeah, pasta and mayo. I, I, you only got one thing wrong on the list, Mark. See, like if we if we get <laughs> a thousand, like I I could possibly live without pasta. Pickles are trash. I don't know what a 
like who wants to eat a Twizzler? Like what what is the, what is the meaning? <laughs> you know what exactly. I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. I, see, I, but see, I rock with that though, Mark. Only because the one time I talked about something that I really hated, uh, dessert wise, it was a really it was my my like like to this day I don't even I don't even type cheesecake without putting like <laughs> asterisk in it because I don't want yeah. people to, to to be able to search it. I dislike cheesecake. I think it's the worst dessert that was ever created. It's overhyped, man. It, it's, like, it's it's too heavy. Mark, it's overrated. Mark, it's Mark, heavy. Mark. It's it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's not. It's it, it's very bipolar. It's the most bipolar dessert that you could ever have. It doesn't know if it's sweet. It doesn't know if it's tangy. It's cheese. There's cake. I need consistency in mind. Give me straight down to whatever the hell this dessert is. Don't confuse me. Mark, My taste buds aren't that old. Mark, Mark, listen. Right over. I, I would let I would let him go on with this, but then at the same token, he would say that banana pudding is great. So oh, I would oh, not say oh, that. God. I would not so, say that. I would say, I would say it's better than cheesecake. Would I say it's great? No. Now, 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 listen. I'm. I don't simple. know about banana pudding better than cheesecake. No, but that's okay. My problem, Mark, is that all of these people, these 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 people that act as if they have holy taste buds, taste buds that are like the great, like just like their um their eating uh palate is just higher than yours. Will say. Somebody, somebody had the nerve to to quote tweet me and say, "Well, I'm sorry, your taste buds aren't as distinguished." Shut the fuck up. <laughs> My cheesecake. Yeah. Hey, uh, what, what? I mean, we are you are you holier? Your taste buds are better than mine because you like cheesecake and I don't, and I would just rather get the fucking Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it has nothing to do with me being right or wrong. It's just, it's just my opinion, bro. Like, it's yeah. uh, it's objective, but I'm right. Like, you have whatever thoughts you want, but it's not going to change my mind. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for what I think. Uh, that's see, that's that's my thing. Like, I, I mean, you know me on on, on basketball. I'm open to any conversation about basketball. Yeah. If you come up in my mentions trying to talk up like shit, like, see, all right, here's my thing, barbecue. Like, I think there's fantastic barbecue food i'm biased because i grew up in the suburbs in the midwest most of my friends dads couldn't cook for shit you get i mean ton, i mean my family it's literally me and my dad my family the only people who eat things that aren't well or better and like if you eat anything well just don't eat it like it's terrible just don't do it like yeah, right it has to be medium or lower yes. um so that, that's that's where that flagrancy comes from i've had some amazing barbecue food I just don't like getting my hands dirty, to be completely honest. Um, it's like it's that that's a whole thing to dive into. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Like <laughs> it's not about like having more superior like taste buds. I'm just I know what I like. And that's okay. Exactly. That's okay. I have no problem. Dog, dog, somebody blocked me for saying for me saying somebody was like enough and blocked me because I don't like fucking cheesecake. <laughs> that that was the tweet that took you over the edge. All right, but 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 neither here nor there. This is this is a conversation about about basketball one way or another. And so I don't rock with a lot of national um writers and followers because you know um I really appreciate those that act as well they know that there's only so much time in a day and it's okay to say like yo I favor these teams. I only watch these teams. Um, when you're trying to share opinions on a full league, but you're coming across as if you are an expert or completely knowledgeable, that's where it's like, all right, because now it's just it's just not 100. Like, I am not going to get into a debate about um, Nick Richards in Charlotte. I just won't. 
Because I haven't watched enough of him to have a full balanced conversation. What I've seen is nice, but I haven't watched enough film on him to, 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 to tell you a bunch of negative or positive things about him. You don't want to hear me have a conversation about, um, fuck, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of a random player here. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that's my point. The reason that I rock with you though, Mark, is because you dive um, into a lot of, like you go beyond just like the stars in your commentary tweets that you put out. You just really like basketball. So my first question is, if you had to guess, how much basketball just a week do you think you watch? Because you have to. Oh, that's a good question. Um, a week? I mean, I normally, so just like my typical day right now, part of what makes this viable for me. So like for people who wonder, like I'm not super active on my Patreon anymore, mainly because I write so many different places, but that's what helps me be full time in this. Um, like my typical schedule is I'll watch like three games back during a day so that I haven't watched. Like, so like yesterday, I mean, I haven't, my schedule has been kind of wacky today. So I was uh had a doctor's appointment, but um, normally I'll watch it yeah, at like two or three games from from the night before that I didn't get to watch in full, and then um, night of I'll watch like three or four games too, um, trying to keep up with everything. Normally, like I, I don't always see everything in full. Like I think to me, um, I used to like very much be a person who's like I have to see everything. You know, like I, if I can't watch a full game, I'm not going to watch it. But um, I think it's more so like just be you. Like you can still take things away, pieces and parts, even if you're only watching part of a game. Then the bigger thing I do too is like I I try and follow people from every team, um, who I respect and and like like know that they're watching like that know that I at least uh, would like agree with some of the ways that they're going to view things, um, which sounds close minded, but you get what I mean. Like if, yeah. like they they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I do that and I like I keep up with team pods. So like I listen to you guys over at the bird at the bird calls, um, like. I mean, I'll listen to the pods from from every market um, just to keep up and get extra context and background on stuff going on. Um, but, yeah, I think per week, like, I mean, it's it's a full time job, like 40, 50 hours of basketball, probably a little bit more. Depends on the week, though, like especially early in the season, like I go really hard trying to get a good grasp on everything. I think I've watched um, every team play at least three times already. So probably right about there. Mar Marky or Maniac. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll tone down eventually. So, like, I mean, the biggest thing is because I do draft stuff too. So, once the yeah. college season starts, like that way, I get like a head start, and then I just try and like keep up with like one game or more a week from each team um, as it no, goes I'm, on. But I'm, yeah, I'm, it is it is a lot. No, no I'm saying that because I'm jealous, man. Like, I, I wish I wish I could do that, man. I, I, I yeah, my my wife not. <laughs> she she ain't having that. She ain't having that. I would definitely like immerse myself in basketball if I could yeah. lock myself in a room and watch everybody. But how do you find? Let me ask you a question. How do you find the people on Twitter or or the podcast? Like, how do you find the, those resources? Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm sometimes too online. I think would be a good way to put it. Um, like I. I talk to people a ton. Like, I think like, like Chris was saying, like, I don't really try and debate people. I just think like asking questions is what I like to do. Like, I just like to learn, you know, like I, you know, like, I don't know. I think some people would call me like an expert. I don't like saying that. Like, I just, I don't know. I watch a lot of basketball. I want to learn more. Um, I want to understand things better. And um, so like, yeah, if I, if I know people have uh, like that, I like are, are like sharing something or tweeting something, then I want to read it. I want to understand. I want to ask questions. 
I want to like, I mean, seeing that stuff's going to make me dive into things further uh, too. So like, I think for me, it's just all about like um, really trying to keep expanding how I see the game and um, try and understand other ways that people are approaching and other perspectives. Um, Cause especially with basketball, like I just don't think that there's really one way to view anything. Um, yeah. Which sounds like very fence sitting, but I also just think it's true. Like there's, um, there isn't one way to build a basketball team. I mean, just looking at like all of the contenders right now, like, it's kind of awesome. Like I've really enjoyed this year because you can look at all the top teams and they're built so differently. Like part of the reason I love the Pelicans, they, uh, I've never seen a team built like them before. Um, part of that's because of how like funky a talent Zion is, but also just the way that they're like you defining like, okay, we're going to go crazy in attacking the glass in ways that teams have kind of gone away from over the last half decade, like stuff like that. And then you can even go like, okay, well, Milwaukee plays supersized and they've, you know tweak their defense and cleveland plays with a massive front court and they're changing things up too and then boston just plays switchable across the board like there's so many ways to look at it and um i think it's less about trying to solve basketball and more about just finding new ways to appreciate it so mark um one of the ways that i um became you know a fan of of your work and just you know uh keeping up with the stuff that you're putting out um and this is before like and we'll get into like you know the 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 work that you've been doing with WNBA mm-hmm. but anytime in i don't know a random day in february i see someone um who's going to be paying eight dollars a month soon to keep themselves verified uh tweeting about Najee marshall <laughs> That has well. Zero. I just need to. I need to. I am not paying. You that much. <laughs> I don't care about the check. I'm not paying that man money to, to stay verified. You can take my damn check for all I care. But yes, go on. No, but uh, but yo, I mean, the like last year, there was so many different things to talk about with the Pelicans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially after the CJ McCollum trade. If you were, you know, unless you were you know, a local observer or writer. So all the things that are talk about the Zion, um, all, all the Zion noise, Brandon Ingram, you know, Jonas Valanciunas, CJ McCollum, Josh Hart leaving, Larry Nez, all these, all of these different elements that, you know, are easy to talk about and easy to build engagement off. You were talking about Najee Marshall. And that's interesting, and it's a big reason why you know I thought it made sense to talk about it here for the show because, of course, right on time, Najee's off to the best start of his career, and it's so it, it, it's it's so impressive. It looks sustainable from some perspectives, and yeah, man. I mean, I'm just curious, like, with how you view the game, um, and having you know, basically the task of watching so many different teams. How does a guy like Najee Marshall catch your eye to where like, no, I gotta, like, I, I want to watch this guy play basketball. I'm intrigued and I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. So it's actually really, uh, well, kind of more ironic, I guess, than funny. It's funny now, but um, so I guess this was, shoot, this was two years ago, two, three years ago. I can't remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Whenever, um, after his senior season was, was done at Xavier, um, just for the hell of it, like I was going to like I had no real interest in getting into the draft, but I was like I, I mean, I had some dead period before the, the NBA season um, 
was starting because it was like the weird COVID year. So I was trying to like, you know, figure out how, how to approach the draft and stuff like that. Um, and I'd actually like just broken up with my girlfriend at the time. Uh, oh, the, like a day before I was going to do uh, a podcast, like talking about the draft. And then I just like, I looked, the, I found like, cause I think the Pacers had like the 54th pick in that draft or something. Yeah. So of course I'm like, all right, well, I got to be realistic and talk about guys who actually are like going to be around there. And uh, I went and I found Najee Marshall just like based on all of the um, actual like what the you know draft ranges and stuff were for guys. And I ended up just watching him for like four or five hours that day, just going like watching all the games. And um, that Xavier team, first of all, funky as shit when he was there. He had like 27, 28 percent usage when he was there, uh, which that's like comparing him to what Zion does right now, which is right. Like, I mean, that's wild stuff to picture considering like I like Najee. But yeah, like it was uh, it was an experience. So I think to me, um, that's what really like got me down the, the road of like being interested in in the draft and, and player development, especially just young players in general. I think that's how I normally like approach things like I'm pretty like draft centric and, and and player development centric and just like watching how guys grow and uh, handle new new roles and i think what i liked the most about Najee was that i had no idea what to think about him because like it's so clear watching him and xavier like he's not going to be this guy at the next level like you don't want him to have the ball that much but he did very good things like um his driving ability was for real um the defense stood out right away especially, you know, like being six foot seven, being able to navigate screens the way he did, even while being like, while having as much, um, as much volume on the ball as he did, like he was still a very good defender. Um, So to me, like I just watched him and I think he was like the first guy that I really honed in on. I'm being like, I want to see what this can look like at the next level, because I think that's a guy who has, brings a lot of valuable things, even if it's not necessarily somebody that you know, you think is going to to be a first round draft pick or, or that can um, or, or that you might not view as an impact player, because I like I don't know, I think um, I'd always like been more binary on viewing stars uh, in like a certain light. And I think to me, there's a lot more interest in looking at guys who aren't stars and how they are able to assert themselves and and find their way. And I mean, especially with Najee, like because when he came into to New Orleans, like I love the fit because um it just made a lot of sense to me, especially with Zion. Like what's so special about Zion to me is I think he warps the defense in ways that nobody else does just because like we just, there's never been anybody like him and in the way that like, I mean, yeah, you can point out guys like, yeah, Larry Johnson and Anthony Mason, but, but Anthony Mason didn't jump 45 inches off the ground. And like Larry Johnson didn't have the same level of handle or passing vision. And it's like, there just isn't anybody else like him. And so, um, when you have it's interesting I'm, i know i'm going like eight million directions but like it's coming back to a point but like um last year was a really interesting case in looking at this because i felt Najee really was so good that first year because he could play off zion and he was so good at adapting to playing alongside him just cutting um even if he wasn't going to shoot the ball well he was really good at just like aggressively driving immediately like he doesn't check check himself like he at least, like he did it a lot more this last year but that first year like he really was – he's like – he's either going to shoot the corner three or he's going to drive to the basket. He's really good at making secondary plays and just continuing moving the ball. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, when you have a player like Zion, that's the stuff that matters because if if he's going to dent the defense the way that he does, you need somebody who's going to help exacerbate that and um, just keep the offense flowing, and he's so good at that. And, I, I mean, I think you saw that a lot with him and 
I'm trying to think who would be a good example for last year. But I thought, like, to me, like, Najee suffered the most last year without question with Zion being out because those gaps, like, as good as B.I. and C.J. are and, and Jonas, like, it's not the same in terms of, like, the way that you're going to draw a defense. So, like, the gaps that Najee had to attack last year were, you know, like – a third smaller than they were when, when Zion was in. And like, I think that's stuff that you've seen him part of it's been like confidence too. like his confidence was shot yeah. um, like 10 games in the last year, which really sucked to see. But um, so, yeah, I think like, to me, that's, what's interesting because um, long story short, basically, like it's just not binary. Like to me, the, like what a guy can bring is, is a range based on who else is around him, especially as a role player. Because like, if, Again, like Najee playing alongside Zion is like a borderline starting player. Um, without Zion, like not so much. So it's like it's just really interesting to see the way that that stuff plays out and um, trying to parse through and understand how how important context and environment is for for what somebody can be in the league. Lito, piggybacking off of what off of what Mark said, like um, yeah, I I think there's a there's a portion of us that really after you got a chance to see portion of what he can do in his rookie year, which was, you know, partially spent with Zion before uh, Zion had to miss the rest of the year um, a couple seasons ago. Why, you know, I, I feel like a portion of us really wanted him to do well. Like, yeah. I mean, sure. Like you want anybody who's wearing, you know, um, you know, from our perspective, a Pelicans jersey to do well if they can. But I felt like the connection was different with March with with, uh, with Najee. What the, and and now him really, you know, him getting off to this great start and it being very important in the games that they won. You know, it feels like even better. Like he's just he's like they don't win. You know, arguably um, outside of the Brooklyn game, they don't win the other three games without Najee's contributions whether it be from a few plays defensively or how yeah. he was able to contribute offensively um what's the connection there like what why why do we feel the way that we feel about Najee you know uh because it definitely feels different I mean not <clears throat> excuse me Najee Najee is a guy who you know you know you you talk about heart you know that you, that's one of the things you talk about when you, when you speak about Najee's game but Nazi has this this thing that you you can't quite you can't quite see it like it doesn't seem like Nazi's affecting the game when you look at the box score but Nazi's like you know if if for instance if if BI is the 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 backbone and Zion is the you know whatever you want to put it Nazi's the connective tissue Nazi's the guy on the team right you need that guy in the locker room he's just he's hype he's happy for everybody he's always he's always up it doesn't matter. Like he might not, you know, he might not get 30 minutes a game or whatever, but <clears throat> when it's his, when it's his, when it's his turn, he's going to make you feel it. And then, you know, as to, as to what Mark said, I mean, that <laughs> him missing Zion, like that was clear as day, because if you look at, you know, what he's doing this year, I mean, man, hell Najee's developed into a consistent, he's developing into a consistent three point shooter. And that's something that, you know, as much as we loved him, we had questions about, you know, could he be a guy who we could we could count on to to make that three? And not only that, like he's driving, he's making those, he's getting hockey assists. He's he's just, you know, what I'm saying he's just a he's just a good connector. He's a guy. He's a good locker room guy, man. He's a guy you you. I feel like 
I know we haven't won anything in, in, as an organization, but Najee's a guy to me. He's a guy who will make winning plays. So one of the things that Zion said that was very interesting after the last win against the Clippers, he said that he's Najee's kind of taken over the Josh Hart role. Yeah. Um, and it's very it's it's very interesting because a lot of things that you ended up saying, a lot of things that Mark said, um, you know, those intangibles, like certain guys can, you know, can fill that void and others can't. Like, sure, Najee isn't the he's not gonna be the rebounder that you know the Josh Hart, you know, is or was in New Orleans. Like, um, you know, sometimes the you know, the creation can struggle. He's not a he's not a great free throw shooter right now, but he just he feels whatever the team's going to ask of him. He's going to find a way to make the best of it. Uh, he has a lot of good leadership skills. He's very vocal. Um, and I want to read um, a – so Tim Daniel, who, um, who's a journalist covering Xavier University, before, before Najee's first game, he texted me um, about Najee. And here's, here's, <laughs> here's what he said, and, it, and it's very – like it sticks with me because a lot of this became true before we even knew exactly what he was. Um, he said – Nice is a really good ball hand. Well, or, I'm sorry, a really good ball defender or on ball defender who isn't afraid to take on the moment and can facilitate. Has some motor issues and can be stagnant when he's not involved in the play, but when he's locked in, he's awesome. There were five games this year he brought them back from the dead Missouri, UConn, Florida, Butler, Marquette, and he was great in a cross town shootout against Cincinnati. He really needs to improve his shooting and the motor, but if he does, he can be a good role player. I mean, <laughs> it's spot on, right? coming in the year four i mean it looks like you know those things are coming into fruition yeah man um so i mean you know i definitely you know we talk a lot about after the clippers game a lot a lot of the attention was on point zion and i don't even know if it's really if it's necessarily even point zion it's just giving him more you know perimeter options or, or more more uh opportunities to create from further out but Guys like Najee Marshall and we, you know, Trey Murphy, um, those are the ones that get those are those are the ones that I think deserve their flowers um, just as much along this journey, especially over an 82 game season. Mark, we talk a lot about the stars. What other role players, what other individuals that aren't, you know, necessarily household names as of yet uh, do you like when you watch the Pelicans play? Oh uh, man. Well, I think it's tough because Trey is already like Trey feels like he's hitting, hitting that household name. Especially. It was cool. Like it was really dope seeing him on and, and CJ on, uh, on NBA countdown the other, or not NBA. Countdown, I think it was a jump, whatever, whatever. NBA today. Geez, can't yeah. speak. Um, I think Jose is really interesting for, for me because I've liked a lot of what I've seen from him this year, especially with um, in the games when Zion was out, you saw more of him with the ball in his hands and, like he's done some stuff shooting that looks a little bit better this year. Not that he was a terrible shooter last year. Um, it wasn't awesome, but I think he had some stretches where it looked better. Um, like he had a three off a ghost screen earlier this year, which is stuff that I, I we just didn't really see a lot last year. Um, and those are the kind of things that excite me because I'm like, he is uh he's like he's a lot more of a he's more of a combo guard than than a true point, even though he's only what like Six foot is no way. <laughs> no, like, he's, I think Jose is probably closer to five nine or five ten if we're being real. But like he does really good things as a change of pace guard that 
frankly, I think, and this is not meant as like a slight, he just had a tough hand, but I think it's the kind of things that you were hoping to see from Kyra Lewis. Um, and Jose brings that well-being an even better defender. And if he's able to continue developing as a shooter like that, like I'm really excited about what he can be. Because I think like a lot of what people saw with him last year, like they just highlight the steals. And I get it because it's it's very – I mean, there's just nobody else in the league who does that. It's it, it's It feels gimmicky, but it's not gimmicky because that's just Jose Alvarado. Um, but like he's a good playmaker. He's a good pick-and-roll ball handler. Like he's your perfect guard to have coming off the bench. And who can spot start too? So that's somebody that I obviously you know have really loved and want to see how he continues to keep growing because clearly the the franchise values him and, and how he how he impacts the team. Um, Chris Paul is never going to forget him either after <laughs> after last season. Um, again, like he's it's tough because he's a household name, but like I like what Dyson did in the game against Dallas was awesome. Like, I mean, that was his first real run of the season too. It felt like, I know he'd gotten like some minutes in a game not too long before then. Um, but he looked really good. Um, like I, I personally really like Darion Ciron a lot. I don't know what his role is going to end up being. I think he's kind of in that same mode as Najee, but he's not close to level defender, even though he's like, he's one of the most, nutty drivers i've seen in college Dude, mark, his mark. first step is crazy it is yeah. i i I'm, I'm telling you on watching him if he doesn't do anything else that first that first step is one of the he gets to the rim he gets to the damn rim. It, it's 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 one of the quickest first steps i've seen in a very in a very long time it's that it's it's elite like it's yeah. now what he does with it afterwards and how he how he's yes, able to transition exactly. that yeah. at at this level is something else but he can get by anybody. Yeah. He's somebody that I need to to watch at Birmingham this year because I want to see how he continues to grow. Because the biggest thing is just, like, finding any kind of counters inside the arc because he's not a good room finisher right now. Like, I think to me, like, that stuff is a lot, at least from, from, from my experience, like, that stuff's a lot more teachable and can be learned. Just the getting there is huge. So, and especially just him being a bigger guy, like, that's yeah. stuff that you want to see develop out. But the biggest thing, like, I – I, I, I don't remember if you and I talked about this, but when the draft happened and EJ got drafted, um, I that was one of my favorite picks in the draft because yeah. I looked at EJ like, I think if EJ didn't get hurt, he'd be in the top nine rotation right now. Yep. Like he's yep. a just a really solid basketball player. Uh, he does a lot of the things that I think you, you would expect and, and hope out of Larry, but being probably a little bit more quick twitch on the perimeter, um, he brings a lot as a rim protector coming from over, over on the weak side. I don't think he's quite as the same level of passer as Larry, but I think you can see some of that stuff growing out eventually. Um, but, like, that's the kind of guy that I think, like, like he was the guy that I viewed as being able to really round out some of the front court stuff because you could see him playing alongside Jonas. You could see him playing with Larry. You could see him playing small ball five moments. Like, he just has a lot of versatility, and I, I believe in the shot too. Um and I am I'm really hopeful because it seems like the organization is still like pretty invested in him and who he can be eventually. And I frankly, just considering how much we've seen teams like willing to cut ties with guys once they get injured, which I get it's a business, but also like it just sucks to see happen. So um, every th- I, I think I think Rel tweeted this the other day, but just like she's happy every time she sees uh, EJ on, on the back bench. I'm like, yeah, man, like I love it. Like. I'm just happy to know that he's there. He was one of my favorite players to watch. I'm biased because I'm from Ohio, but like, uh, um, he's he's somebody that I, I definitely like a lot moving forward for this team. I, I um, <clears throat> you know, I know everybody. I, I love this is not a slight at Dyson. What I'm about to say, I know everybody was high on Dyson because he was the higher pick. But 
man, when I saw EJ do what he did to Paulo in the uh, <clears throat> in that game versus uh, Duke, man, yep. he it's the best anybody defended him last year, dude. I he I was sold at that point. Like I didn't know exactly where he would get drafted. Uh, but you know, like just just his hands, just seeing how strong he is, he's got a lot of Draymond in him to me. Uh, defensively, you know, just how he moves his feet, and I mean, he was he was pretty much the go-to player on that team uh, offensively as well. Like you say, you believe in the shot. You know, I think I think his offense is going to shock some people too uh, when he does get the the chance to play. So, man, if EJ, if you ever get a chance to listen to this, man, we we waiting on you. Yo, man. Um... It's crazy how quickly an organization can go from so many, so much tough luck and just overall misses and evaluation um, to now, <laughs> right? To where everything, everything is hitting. Um, you know, you. Are you saying Austin Rivers wasn't a good pick? Is that what you? I feel like that's what you're saying. That's crazy. Oh, man, man, I, man, don't don't bring me don't, don't bring me back there, bro. I was so excited for Austin Rivers. <laughs> I don't want. Oh boy! I, I mean, how, how was that? How was that supposed to not work, bro? <laughs> Why would you do this? Oh, I'm not the one who drafted him. He was. Him. He was. He was. Uh, he wasn't. Was he? I mean, nah, he any, God, I'll defend you for a sec. Anybody yeah. who's ever watched the Austin Rivers high school mixtape is like, yes. that's. I mean, yes. you you'd think he's gonna be a Hall of Famer, man. Like that was that stuff was unreal. Oh, he wore Crazy. zero. I mean, what what do you want me like? You know, this was. I think you know Gilbert Arenas was still in the league. Like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He had a game winner that was that, that was cold. That you know he already mentioned. The high, I think it was the hair because in high school, in high school he had the hair, and that went with the that with with the mixtape. Cut his hair off, and it just didn't work. But um, no nah, man, I I I just I really love a lot of the names that were that were put together there. Um, you know, and even. Even even Kyra, the the comment about Sebron is very is very important because it's a lot of what we talked about through the minutes that we've watched Kyra play, um, and just you know the quickness of getting to the rim. It doesn't matter if you can't if if you can't find a way to finish or create content. I mean, contact uh, being able to put together a floater or finish with um, with either hand or finish through. I mean, like that's that's a very big um, important factor for a lot of especially a lot of guards at this at this level. Um, Lido. So Mark was talking a lot about Jose and what he mentioned was very important about the steals, right? Because year two for him, like he, he was another guy that became like, you know, kind of like a national, um, you know, darling of sorts, like people, you know, he was, every time I look, Jose was on TV, Yeah. you know, like he, he was yeah. on TV, he was on inside the NBA. He was on local news in Brooklyn. He was, you know, he was uh, on TV with uh, with Shams. Like I, everywhere you look, Jose was popping up. But this year is very important. A lot of things that Mark mentioned because you know people got a hold of him in some respects through gimmicks, right? Yeah. And this yeah. year allows him to prove that he's not a gimmick and prove a lot of the things in deeper detail that we know about him. Like, no, he actually had he has some very important point guard skills. He's in, you know, he's improved as a shooter. Um, some of the things he can do with the basketball is needed against certain matchups. And we know what he does defensively. He's more than just an irritant, right? There's actually some important basketball skill that complements and fits this team. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm on record. Every time I talk about Jose, I have to apologize to five because I, I thought Jose was a gimmick. Like I, 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 I was not like sold on this, I wasn't sold on Jose as a as a complete basketball player, but as the season went on, 
and you start to see everything that he's offering. I mean, at some points last year, he was the best point guard on our team. You know, he's the best yeah. guard as far as getting like, yo, we had not gonna say any names, but there were guards on the team prior to the trade deadline who couldn't make an entry pass to the big man. So, you know, like you, when you got a guy who understands, I think the thing with Jose is he understands his strengths and he understands his weaknesses. He's, he knows who he is as a basketball player. But the thing I think that is underrated for him is he's an incredible finisher at the rim. He makes, he makes, really he has really good finishing ability i mean you saw that against uh dallas where he he lulled javel asleep a couple times and you know he went by him and then he hit him with an up and under the, the second time but like jose has good body control when he's in the air uh <clears throat> he's a good passer he's becoming a, a very competent shooter uh you know a, a person you can trust to make those shots like like mark said about the ghost screen and, and you kind of saw that coming together this summer while he was playing with the puerto rican national team where he was making game winners he was hitting shots over you know other nba players or you know the best player from different countries and i i think jose just has this jose has no doubt in his ability and and when he plays you see that i mean yo how many times do you see somebody like like for one he he got chris paul again with the with the behind the the coming from behind him stealing the ball in the last game and and you know you saw what he did him in the playoffs and you know like mark said he's not Chris is not sending him any Christmas gifts or anything like that. But at the same time, Jose wouldn't accept it anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, you you kind of – you got to love a guy like that who's just going to give you his all. And Jose is just – I feel like he's also getting better as a basketball player. I tweeted this two days ago. I said, <clears throat> we have to stop treating Jose like a novelty and actually give him minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Agreed. Agreed. And, I mean, that, that's – um, I'm seeing a lot more people really – um talk about the depth that this Pelicans roster has. Some people are, you know, are saying it's, you know, it's a, arguably the deepest team in basketball. And I'm not, I'm not there yet, especially through, through six games, but man, like it can't be easy for Willie Green night to night, you know, um, you know, we, we, uh, you know, you have a, you know, I mean, look at, look at Willie Hoden Gomez, for example, you have the summer, the year, and well, the summer in which he has where, you know, he's dominating against a lot of, against a, elite NBA big men, you know, winning, winning MVP over there. Now he's not, he's, he's not getting minutes, right? That's where this roster is at. That's how good Larry Nance is playing in, you know, in, in, in spurts and some of the other guys that are, that are, that are out there contributing. I, I, I mean, Willie Green definitely has his hands full night to night. And this is with the team being, being uh, still banged up. When Herb comes back shortly, Dyson's back and Brandon's probably back this weekend Oh, I mean, that's that that's a lot. This this team goes beyond just 10 players. And um, it's not good. Huh? (laughs) Please, please stop. No, shout out to the OG. We love we love GT. Nice guy. You know, this is six years ago. Different story. This is not six years ago. No more. Please. They fuss at me me when I say those things, man. They, they, They get mad at me. So Mark, before we um, before we get out of here, man, I I do want to um, uh, show love to uh, your coverage of the WNBA um, this past this past season. I feel like even if it was a small turn, I feel like WNBA is 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 really like it's finally getting closer and closer to the respect that it deserves to get just as a as a basketball unit. Um, I think that. 
a lot of the stereotypes that that have been thrown around about women's basketball are slowly starting to die. I don't think they'll ever be gone. But I think that um, you could just tell something was different this year. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But I'm really excited about what the W what the WBA is doing and where they can go um, from here. So a few questions for you. I want to know. How did you get started in that in that level to where, um, you know, you are like one of the main writers writing, writing for the um, association? Um, how did that happen? Um, do you believe that a turn is happening and what could they improve on? Man, those are great questions. I think the so I'll start with um, I've been kind of a casual watcher of the W for a couple years. It started with. Uh, and I want to say it was, 20, it was 2017 or 2018 when the Mystics were in the finals. And Elena Deladon, if you ever watched her play, yeah, um, she's unreal. She I, I don't have, like, a, I think, like, the the best, like, comp that you can make. Like, she's very much, like, the kind of, like, the KD. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Damn, like, yeah. Her, her touch, her fluidity, just – the way that she gets into her moves, like she's she's unreal, and especially too, like she just came back from a like pretty massive back injury this year and was really good still. Um, but so that 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 started for me, like getting interested in it, and I'd always just kind of like I would turn games on if they were there, um, but never really knew how to get invested. And, and luckily, a friend of mine who who I knew took over as the head of digital content for the W, and um, he was looking for writers to get started on the site. Um, and he'd always followed me with with the NBA. And he was like, hey, man, like, I'd, I'd love to give you an opportunity. Um, and I'm just kind of taking it and running with it. Like, I didn't really go in expecting like I thought I was going to do like kind of the same stuff I do with the NBA, NBA like more analysis and um, and like breakdowns and stuff. And I still did that. But it was more of I got a lot of opportunities to 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 really just sink my teeth in and get to know players, get to know coaches, get to know executives. And um I think to me, like I just and I mean it's the same way that I viewed it then, but like to me it's just it's just basketball. Like I, I think the the biggest thing, the biggest disservice we can do is calling it women's basketball, which I think might make some people scoff, but like to me that's just how it is. It's just like exact same way as like looking at college. Like it's it's a different version of the game, but it's the same game. Um I think when you find ways to just appreciate it for what it is instead of what it isn't, that's really important. Like I I do like like you mentioned like I always I hate when people bring up the shit about dunks like dunks Bro. are cool yeah oh yeah, yeah whatever but like again it's just a different game like uh, it's so much more post centric like learning how to like it was funny because I feel like I had to change up how I evaluate things because defenses are different like the coverage versatility in in the W is like mind blowing compared to to like I think it changed in, in the NBA this last year we saw a lot more of teams willing to to be funky on defense. You see a shit ton of it in the W, which is very fun. Um, I think in general, like the actual like connective passing and just basketball IQ at times is even better. Um, yes. Part of that's it being a smaller league too. Um, just considering like you only have 144 players instead of like however many are in the NBA. Um, but yeah, I think to me, like there's – real viability in it and, and in it growing. And I just think people need to say, and give, I, I don't even like saying, give it a chance. I just think that you need to watch it. Like it's just basketball, you know, like I think a lot of it has to do with league partnerships and, and media partnerships, like actually making games more accessible. Um, that's the biggest thing to me. Like 
WNBA League Pass isn't great, but I think that they're working on it being better. It's not any worse than an NBA League Pass play that. NBA League Pass is giving me just headaches to start this season, I swear to God. Um, but I think like there's there's a new media deal coming up either 2024 or 2025, and that'll be huge in the direction of the of where the league is going because like the, the valuation is higher. Um, and I just think getting games way more exposure is really important. Um, making it more accessible. Um, and yeah, like I, I think what I want to keep doing, like I just started up a podcast that will be like, it's, it's live now with the trailer, but there will be like, I'm going to, I already have stuff going on where there are players coming on coaches, um, execs around the league and just like doing stuff like that. Like there's, there's more stories to, to dive into and things to understand and, and talk about. And yeah, man, it's just basketball. So I love it. Um, I'm really excited for the season to start up eventually. And the, the off season is going to be nuts too. I've written a bunch of stuff on that. And I'm, I'm really excited because this draft and the next draft, especially in, so the 2024 draft, like there's some crazy, crazy, crazy talent that it's going to be coming out of college. Um, like Aaliyah Boston coming out of uh, SC is like just an incredibly dominant post player who's going to be, I would say, a Hall of Famer. That's that's a lot to put on somebody right away, but she would have gone first in this last draft, last draft probably. And I'd say Ryan Howard's already on that track um, just based on what she did. And then you have Haley Jones, who is like kind of like a bigger version of Lamar Odom. Um, Damn. Like, yeah, like she's really fun, like really fun passer, really good defender, handles well. Like there's just I'm, – I'm excited, man. I love I love the draft and just like getting to see how players develop. So I can't wait. Lito, anything to add? Man, I was just going to say I'm so happy you said the thing about, uh, you know, when, you, when you're speaking about the WNBA, not saying it's just women's basketball, but basketball – because, man, to me, if you like basketball, it doesn't matter, like, what the gender is or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could watch – I could watch third graders who – and I could be entertained. I could find something to appreciate about the game. Um, and the other thing you said was, <clears throat> you know, people people talk about the dunks. Yo, like, two points is two points. It doesn't matter if you're dunking it or if you're laying it up, right? And the thing to me about the WNBA that they don't give credit for, you know, like, man, their skill is – like you said, if not on par, better than with the NBA because they have to make use of, like, if they can't dunk, for instance, they have to be better at, you know, maybe finishing around the rim using using the offhand, using just different just different skills, yeah. right? Yeah, so, not even, so not to, it's funny because I've thought about writing about this because I think that is the biggest difference between the W <clears> and the NBA. Like, just verticality is different. Like, it's kind of the same way, saying it's the same as high school is the wrong way to put it, but, like, it's just – given by nature of having like a generally shorter league, the verdict, like the, the actual like spacing is just a little bit different because of uh, not having like the same level of verticality. Like, I think there are some players who are starting to change that a little bit. Um, but yeah, exactly. Like, I think it changes the viability of, of post play and, and driving lanes and, and what a player does as a finisher. I think that's a really great point. I love you bringing that up. Yeah, man. No, it's all good. I mean, like you said, I got, and, you know, I have there's players I can't think of it is gonna kill me now, but there's a young lady on Stanford who from the last time I saw her was doing uh drop step two hands in practice. So like I I can't not think of her name. That's probably I, Cameron Brink. Okay, she's okay, okay. she's class of 2024. She's she's really fun. I wish she was in this draft class, but yeah, yeah, no, she's really good. Man, I'm just looking forward to I'm just looking forward to uh the WNBA season. Like and I and I I, I think more people just 
I hate the other thing. I hate to get on my soapbox, but I hate when I see men say, "But well, women don't even watch it." Yo, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. It's that simple. <laughs> it pisses, me, dude. That that shit pisses me off to no end. I'm like, first of all, how many women you actually ask if they watch it? Like, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, come on. Like, it's just it's <laughs> imagine you on a date. You on a date. You ask her out of nowhere. Hey, look, I know we. Oh, no, but do you watch women's basketball? About- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> All right, so all right, I wanna I wanna get out of here with this. I just started this game off the top of my head, and we're gonna see how it goes. I don't know how it's gonna work, but but it's um it's called uh your life is on the line. Oh god, and oh, um I I am going to give I'm I'm going to give scenarios and you have to pick an active an active player that you would choose Ooh. Uh, basically to save your life. Okay, all right. Um I think we'll do five and that and, and that'll be it. Shout out to five. Cool. Um contact dunk. Right now, to save your life, Lido. I'm starting with you. Contact dunk. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Zion. Okay, Mark. Ooh, this is a, see. This is tough because like contact dunk. I wanna. Don't don't hate me for not going Zion. I think I'm going Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Like I, maybe I'm a little bit overly pilled because I watched a ton of Rockets film yesterday. But like Jalen is just like he's such a nasty dunker. Um, okay. One of my faves to watch right now. Yeah, I would go. I would go Jalen Green. That's not. That's a good answer. Actually, I am picking. Um, I'm picking John Morant. Ooh, uh, okay. Oh, that's probably. I, and, and, no, I didn't even think. Oh my. God. <laughs> exactly. Same. But, like, oh well. But here's the me. problem. Here's the problem. I've seen Ja almost complete the craziest dunks while also almost injuring himself for the rest of the season, and. My anxiety levels would be like having like a, a like like a four leg parlay like this almost <laughs> here. Like my anxiety levels would be through the roof because Ja tries the craziest dunks that nobody else in the in the, in the league should try. They're almost they're almost complete. So it's, it's kind of a gamble to me. But if I had to pick, it'd probably be him. All right, boom. Um, let's see. Uh, three point shot off the dribble for your life, Mark. <laughs> oh, I have to go first, man. Uh, for my life, three point shot off the dribble. <sighs> oh man, see there. The, the hardest part is like there's. I mean, it's stuff. I'll go stuff. Yeah. Go stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is this is my life, so I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm going stuff. Like there's there's no other answer for me at least. I'm picking KD. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> KD. I'm gonna I'm I'm take the guy that's down to seven feet. I just I I live with the result. Damn it, no, I live with it. Um, let's see. Um, I'm going to say, damn. Let's say a post hook for your life. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. Hmm. This is current players, you said? Current players. Post hook for your life. Wherever you want on the court. Post hook for my life. All right. I got an answer. All right. Yeah. Mark? Okay. I got I got a couple names I'm gonna go with. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to parse it down. So I, I have a short list right now in my head. Right. I would it will be out of this group. So it's Brooke Lopez, Nicole Jokic, DeAndre Ayton. And JV would be my my short mm, list. Mm, okay, and I think I mean I'd, I'd have to go Jokic because Jokic is just like I mean he just doesn't miss. Um, 
but Brooke is close, man. Like people forget Brooke Lopez with the Nets, especially after the Pearson yeah. case trade. Like, oh my God. I still uh, get mad at how I mean, after things. after Pearson KG were gone. Um, like Brooke was insane in the post, man. Like, and they still turn him loose sometimes. And like I'm, yeah, so, I, I, I'm so upset at how to use him. Like I thought swear. It works, but it's like, yeah. I mean, it was it was wild because yesterday they played they played Detroit and Detroit switches everything. So it's like, okay, cool. We're just gonna throw it to Brook in the block all the time. We finished with twenty four and nine yesterday. And like, <laughs> cool. It's nice it's, that you can do that. It's <laughs> very nice you can do that, Lido. I got two answers. Uh, I'm gonna give you, you the. You have one life. I, what about the duality of I? Right, uh, uh, okay. All right. So look. You know what? I'm I'm going against the grain here. I'm going Asia Wilson. Oh, I kind of like that, low key. I like that. I'm going Asia Wilson. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going. Um, I'm going Joel B. Uh, Joel and B. That's gonna be my pick. Um, post fade, post post turnaround fade for your life. Ooh. Oh, I got. I started up. Jason Tatum is mine. All right. See, I know that he doesn't have the highest. I'll go Paul George just because I, I mean, dude. The did you did y'all watch the game yesterday? Yeah, yeah. man. And yeah, first of all, that, that game was a slog, but then the, the last two minutes were awesome. And PG, I mean, that I don't think Eric Gordon could have played better defense. Oh, what he did to Paul, and like that shot was just nutty. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna go Paul George. It's crazy how disrespected Paul George's game is. Yeah. Like people still don't respect his 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 game, but uh, I, okay, I'm I'm gonna say, <clears throat> you know what? I'm gonna be a homer, man. I'm going I'm going mid post, bi. I ain't That's mad at that. Choice. I'm not mad at that. Um, all right, and we'll and we'll end it here. Uh, mid range jumper against drop coverage for your life. Uh that's <laughs> shit. I don't I don't want to go first on this one. Let me let me marinate. <laughs> I, okay. Uh I'll go. Oh, okay. Go, I know go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I I'm going KD. Okay. I wanna I, I wanna be I wanna be a homer and pick CJ McCullough, but it's not even a homer because he's one of the because he's one of the best mid-range jump like shooters in, in basketball. Like yeah. literally. Um but I'ma go with I'm gonna go with Devin Booker. I'm going with Chris Paul. I think it's crazy. Oh, like, damn, dude, it's damn, so man. tough. Just because, like, he's like, I swear to God, like, every time I think Chris Paul is like done, <laughs> he just has a game where, like, I mean, that's how it felt watching what was it, Game Seven last year when he, it just felt like he hit. It didn't matter what the defense did, Chris Paul was gonna hit a shot. Like, I, I'll, I'll never forget. Like, it was kind of heartbreaking because, like, I, I mean. I try my best to like not get overly uh, like I'm definitely like rooted in teams for sure. Yeah. But like I always try and be like a, a, a bystander, like an observer and just like trying to appreciate the game. But like yeah. I wanted the Pels to win that first round. <laughs> and like watching watching that that game close and it's like they just tried every lineup possible. Everything like they tried trapping. They had JV and, and drop it first. Nope. They had JV trying to play close to the level. Nope. They had Larry out there switching. Nope. It's just like, see, I mean, it was CP and, and DeAndre just shot like 75, 80% yeah. on like six to 18 feet. It was insane. Like that was one of the craziest shooting performances I've ever seen inside the arc. 
I, I the only thing I took from that series, not the only thing, but one of the things I think, you know, if you're the Pelicans, you hang your hat on is like Chris Paul had to go into God mode <laughs> and not miss a shot in like the last game to beat you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, it's, I mean Chris Chris is still Chris. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I I, I um Chris Paul is probably the fucking answer. I don't know why I didn't see. That's why these questions, like you know, are, are great. Because if you had to, you know, it wouldn't be like no one would give you. Well, I don't think someone would would say, "All right, you know, for your life, you you know, you get a day to think about it." Or maybe they would, but it, it would be more fun if someone was like, "All right, you have to decide in like five minutes." And uh, <laughs> I would not have picked Chris Paul, but I think he's probably the answer. And I should know this better than anyone, but that, that's a really good pick. But yo, Mark, this was fun. Um, at some point again, um, before. Uh, the season is over. We'll have you on, man. This was dope. Yeah, I appreciate you and Lido. Tell everybody where they can where they can find you at. What you got coming up next? Give us the name of the podcast that you um that's um that's out. And um, yeah, that's it. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. This was really fun. Um, you can find me on Twitter at mg underscore Schindler. That's where I'm most active and where I'll have all my stuff posted. Um, the pod is called They've Got Now, um, just mm-hmm. kind of like a, a riff on like, I feel like it's always like, you know, they've got next or like talking yeah. about like the future. And I'm like, no, man, like the game's really good right now. So let's talk about it. Obviously going to highlight the future and stuff, too. But like, you know, I think that's part of the next step is like being like, hey, like, look at this shit that's going on now, not just what's coming up. Um, so so follow that. I'll have the first episode drop in the next week. Um, and as far as actual writing stuff. Uh, TBD, man. I just wrote stuff today that I didn't expect to. I'm sure I'll have like multiple things this week. So <laughs> sounds good, man. Well, um, Lido, uh, man, I'm on I'm on Twitter, and I guess until Elon does something wild, uh, <laughs> you can <laughs> you can find me uh, L I T O underscore T H E G A W D. Um, I I'm probably gonna be podding about the Pels Lakers game tomorrow uh, at some point. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm generally watching basketball 24-7, not like Mark, but I, I wish – I definitely wish I could. Um, and uh, if anybody's watching this and they need me to write about basketball, holla at me. I, I'm good. Or music. I'm here. At a high level. At a high um, level. All right, guys. Well, definitely appreciate it. Um, until next time, you in space. Are you out. <laughs>